Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. You are tuned in to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, hosted by Troy, Jay and Aaron. So, we're on all out now. Now, this one's going to be a long one. Are you prepared, James? Because we've got a lot to Always, always prepared to talk AEW, friend. With my... uh, Unbranded kind of lager. <laughs> I've top rope cold stone cream ale now. Cream ale, cream Austin. I have top top rope lime cheat and steel, but the label fell up, so they wrote lime cheat with a marker, marker on pen. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's not even steel, it's just lime and cheat. <laughs> just lime and cheat. <laughs> so Might have stole the lime for us. Uh we're going to start with All Out from the very beginning, including the pre-show. Now, Let's jump into this because there's a lot of ground to cover. I, I have got four signs I would like to ask about. <laughs> so, Sorry, three, because one's just a guy with a giant bubbly ball and a glass of orange just pouring it. But anyway, Darby pushes Mongo. That's got to be in regards to Mongo McMichael, hasn't it? That that's what I thought as well. But even because when you it think looks about like he it, can't he can't even walk unassisted. <laughs> looks like someone's pushing him all the time. Um, even if you think about it, like it still doesn't make sense. No. Basically, if someone just types in WCW Mongo on YouTube, you get a to compilation fair, of one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. I saw a video of him wrestling Jeff Jarrett the other day and he forgets that he has to pin Jeff Jarrett so Jeff Jarrett has to literally hold him to pin him down. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he's just going, pin me, damn it. Oh. Jeff Jarrett's the man. He's got to be literally the worst wrestler of all time. <laughs> he's definitely up there. He's up there. He, ma- he makes he makes Carly look like Kurt Angle. <laughs> We're laughing about it, but it's it's true. It's true, yeah. What would WCW thinking? Um, a twelve-year-old has a sign saying, "We are having a private party." Okay. Um, so did, did, what, did he elaborate on like the party? No, that's, that's I suppose. My I suppose what with that, a, what would a twelve-year-old's private party be? <laughs> well, yeah, it'd be like a tea party, wouldn't it? Um, Fortnite, <laughs> Fortnite, just flossing, flossing and dabbing, um, but not the kind that adults do. Um, oh. Yeah, um, that that could be because they're in the little bubbles, aren't they? In the in the crowds. Oh well, maybe. And you like the private party as well. <laughs> and you, you gathered that anyway. Well, yeah, I'd like to think so. So basically, this last one's the most obscure one. So, a fan has MGF is an L7 weenie sign. I have no idea about that. So, <laughs> this is, I asked you in the group chat, was it, did you guys know the movie The Sandlot? It's yeah. either 
a reference to that film, or it's a square dorkish male type. I I wouldn't be surprised if it was square dorkish male type. <laughs> it suits MGF more because I was yeah. looking into the sandlot. It looks like a baseball type movie. Yeah. <laughs> so I did a Google after you asked me, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> it's just because it said Elsif and Winnie, so I was totally intrigued by what the fuck is this. <laughs> <laughs> what what the fuck kind of sums this show up a bit, doesn't it? So, there was a lot of what the fuck moments going on in this show. Oh. Um, should we get cracking with them? <laughs> Why? Um, so we'll go to Joey Janela versus Serpentico to begin with. Right. So when they come out, the camera focuses on Luther when Serpentico comes out. And they came out to Luther's music, didn't they? Yes, and you missed the party popper. I did miss the party popper. <laughs> the pot, I was so excited tram. for him, and then I, I just know. saw him with like silly string on him. <laughs> totally missed it. I was like, are After you kidding me on? I so much from that entrance. Are you kidding me on? <laughs> and then <laughs> Joey Janela with his khaki brun Shawn Michaels 2002 trousers. <laughs> oh, I forgot about them. <laughs> so basically, how the match goes is it's just a fifty-fifty. Joey Janela attacks their pinnacle at the beginning, and then it's just fifty-fifty. Luther randomly hits Sunny Kiss for no reason at all outside, just yeah. absolutely fists him, and then. That was rough. Uh, Sir Penico then does like a Batista thumbs down before going to the top rope to do the same move he's tried two times already. Do we even know what the move is? No. No. <laughs> this, this this match, like, it wasn't a bad match. It just really didn't have any place on a pay per view. It's it, a shame. He wouldn't have put it on Dynamite like through the week, so why would they put it on arguably their version of like SummerSlam? Because they wanted to put Swole and Baker on the main card. <laughs> but even then, they, they added like the, the next match, which we'll get to in a second. Yeah. So they didn't need to add another match. That is true. But then what would you fill that 10 minutes up with? All the shite that they put on in the first hour of the pre-show. Moxley showing his four GT that Jericho bought him about a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have him do a lap of the car park and do some donuts. <laughs> that, that would have been more entertaining than this match. <laughs> oh, eh, private party versus dark order. Ah, actually, quite. Oh, we it. we should say we should say Joey Janello beats uh, Pensacol with a, a diving elbow drop. I don't like I don't like his elbow drop. No. Um, it's very lackluster. I don't like many elbow drops these days, unless it's like Carrie Sains or the ghost of Randy Savage. Uh, <laughs> the, the ghost of Randy Savage. Not even Randy Savage. Just Not even, well, no, Randy, Randy Savage isn't, can't do it anymore, can he? 
Um, but yeah, like uh, it, it was, it was there. It was on the card. Um, so yeah, next we had Private Party versus Silver and Reynolds. Yeah, number four and number five, three, three. and four, three and four. Sorry, three and four. So Tony calls it an important tag match. Is it though? It hasn't affected the Rangans in any way. Um, do ne- do Reynolds and Silver even count as in the rankings? <laughs> Reynolds and Silver aren't even the best tag team in the Dark Order. That's the thing. It's like it's like they're like the shit version of Uno and Grayson. You're saying that, but they've done a lot of good shit in this match. There's oh a yeah, lot no, of combination I, I, moves. I, I I say that I actually like Silver and Reynolds. I think they're awesome yeah. tag team. Um, I'm glad they're getting a bit more time on TV with the Dark Order than just being the jobbers. Um. Yeah, there, there was a lot of a lot of good stuff. Um, Sil- Silver is weird, like the way he wrestles, he does a lot of strikes, and he's got very little arms. He's got tiny little arms, <laughs> but they're like very muscular. But he's got little no, little, little tiny hands as well. You know what they should get? Like, them, them, like kid, them kid like dinosaur toys that we get, and just like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Um, have you got anything else to say about this match? It was no. It was fun. It was a match. It was there was a lot. There was quite a lot happening in it. It's just there was no story to it. So it was yeah, a bit. It, it felt it felt very much like a match that was just thrown on the card last minute because yeah. it was no story, no real, no real consequence to who wins and who loses. It was just. It was just there on the card. Um, Made way. Go on, what I, you I've, I've missed a thing out. Do you remember the Eddie Kingston promo earlier, before the two matches, where they're all standing there in the staircase? Yes, and uh, Lucha Bros were both wearing weird masks. Well, Phoenix was okay, but Pentagon was wearing a white Phoenix mask. Yeah, which was weird. It didn't make sense at all. But when he comes out later... I don't... Is he wearing the same mask? He's wearing a similar mask, but it was yeah. like... It was like his mask, but the dragon bits were kind of like sticking out instead of like flattening the mask. And then Phoenix had a completely different mask on when he came out. Well, he had a... He had his normal mask, but then he had a face mask over it. Oh, did he? Because then he take literally two minutes into the match or something, he goes, nah, fuck this, and then pits it under his chin. <laughs> I thought Phoenix's mask looked a bit like Bushi's from New Japan. Yeah. In the actual mask. Yeah. Yeah. That is the pre-show done there, wasn't it? Too much. It was more of signs than anything else. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So then we get on to the tooth and nail match. Cinematic match. Um, Imagine starting a main card like that. We were both kind of divided on this, weren't we? Because... I didn't think it was that bad. I, I thought it was it. okay. Um, we, you hate we it. Talk, <laughs> we, talk, we talk about WWE having really bad cinematic matches and then we got this from a dub. I think the thing with cinematic matches is they've kind of jumped the shark a bit with them now. Like, 
everything over Mania weekend was awesome. And then the, um, what's the AW on the stadium stampede was great. Yeah. And every, and money in the bank was okay. And everything since has got progressively worse and more and more. Well, what the fuck's the point in this? Um, I, I will say big respect to Britt Baker for taking a needle in the leg for yeah. a rest of the match. That yeah. was insane. Um, there, there was a few bits. Uh, Reba getting thrown in the bin and coming out and like trying to make the save and she's still got a banana skin stuck to her face was funny. Um, what, what the fuck happened in that first room? The first the, room? The blood all over the floor and the seat. And <laughs> yeah, they never... They never they really covered that. And then they had Brick no. coming out like the they had Swole going in that one room and then Brick coming out the darkness with like the Cody Rhodes face mask thing on. Yeah, it was just strange. It made no sense whatsoever. And then yeah. why the later when they go outside, just um is it Reva? Just pulls out a crutch for the bin. Yeah. Why is there a crutch in the bin? I think it was more because of the um because of the bit on uh, dynamite this week, last week where the well uh, uh, swallow uh, the crutch they away for a little callback but it didn't really yeah it, it, it felt like you could tell Britt wasn't 100% yeah she seemed very limited from everything she was doing but they'd already kind of committed that she was going to be having a match at all out in some capacity I was trying to see if she had like a proper like knee brace or something on she didn't have any of it on so it's getting there, I think. Just they weren't mm. taking the risk on it. But again, maybe they're just trying to because she was in street clothes anyway. Yeah. Maybe they're just trying to like disguise that by not having it. We'll know when. We'll know if she eventually does have a a wrestling match um, in the coming weeks. Yeah. Um, so at the end, Swole Dirty dances a diploma. So. The way the camera angled, like you could see Reva was nowhere near the diploma. She was holding it like so far out from herself. Yeah. So basically she just smacks glass. Doesn't go very well for her. <laughs> like yeah. it hurt and, Reva apparently. And then she uh, puts the laughing gas on Brie and uh, Brie, Brit. And, yeah. Um, exactly. Puts the laughing gas on Yeah, and, and um, then just the ref does the the count, and she's up. Yeah, but then Swole wins, and then rips the diploma in half. Like, so is she yeah. lost her diploma now? Is she not a doctor? Is that how that works? I mean, it, if she's having a wrestling match in a dental office, is probably yeah. <laughs> Someone's probably taken that offer. Hygiene um, through the roof now. <laughs> Yeah, it was weird because when we were talking about this match going into the pay-per-view, we were, bo- we were both kind of like, these two feel like the two big like breakout stars of the women's division to come and face Sheeda. Yeah. Um, and it felt like there was very little um, consequence from them coming out of the match. Um, it, to be honest, it felt like it kind of hurt both of them. Um, but yeah, I hope, hopefully, hopefully they do end up like having a proper actual wrestler match further down you know, the line. You know, it's bad when they're having to bring in someone 
like the NWA Women's Champion to fight their Women's Champion at the pay per view. Yeah, like, that's all. It's a that, case of really. I'm, it's one of those things. I don't. I I think they get a lot of flack for it, but at the same time, I don't think they get enough in the sense that they go on about how great the tag division is, and it is amazing. It's absolutely but, through the roof. But everything else around the tag division is kind of... Um, like, the men's division isn't great. The women's division is fucking awful. It's, there's well, not... There's I, not enough depth. With the men's, it's a bit more awkward because you've got the two titles, but you've got the same ranking system for them. Yeah, exactly. So it's a bit like, so how far down do you go to get a mid-carder? Yeah, it, it's, like just, they, it's like they didn't really plan out the um, TNT. TNT title factoring into the ranking system. It's part of the contract. We want a title. <laughs> yeah, it, it, again, it's... it's there's a, there's a lot of work that they do need to do, I think. Uh, hopefully, they will improve that further down the line. Um, well, speaking of good things, though, we've got tag teams next. Um, book first, I, Jurassic Express. I absolutely loved this match. I thought it was fantastic. So I thought... I'm I didn't think it was match of the night, but I thought no, it was definitely up there. I've got a match. It's definitely in the argument. Yeah. It, it, um, it was one of the. Would you say it was a hidden like? It's the buck, so it's not really hidden, is it? <laughs> like it's a good I'd, one. I'd say I'd say this. It's it, it's kind of like a dark horse for a match of the night because it was an undercard match. Yeah, I was um, just throwing like four days beforehand. Yeah, and it it really did a good job of kind of hitting all the story beats. So it. It added more to the books turn and heel. It um with them like super kicking Mark out ringside and yeah, generally being dickheads. Um, so did yeah. you hear Excalibur at one point? He shouts out. Um, so the Bucks haven't actually been rank one tag teams since the tag team tournament for the tag title started. Oh really? Because they were seeded first and they were against and lost the private party. Yeah. That was the last. That was the last time they were on. That, that's some of the little things they do, though. Like with that's stuff mental. like that, that is like it. It adds. It adds a little like wrinkle to a story that it works really well, and it's something that you wouldn't necessarily even think of unless it was brought up to you. Excalibur um, and Tony, let them do what they want. Jr. Give them things to say, please. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Some some of the stuff with Jr. We'll get into in a bit. Yeah. Well, we'll speak like, about it. With... <laughs> there was a few things he said, and I was just like, "Why? Why do you brought that up?" And even and, like those times when like Excalibur and Tony were like, "Why the hell is he bringing bringing that up?" Yeah. Th- this match was um, great. Uh, I felt it really. Allow the Jurassic Express to show what they can do. Well, even like Luchasaurus, who's usually the hot tiger, like he yeah. wasn't necessarily the hot tiger this time. No, that dive he did into the crowd was incredible. Oh, that was mental. But um, 
Now you had your awkward um, top rope suplex where Jungle Boy, like, what is it he does where he does the, not the fisherman, the... Oh, the... Under the lights. arm. Northern uh, Lights. Northern, Northern Lights, the free Northern Lights, and then he goes to do an over-the-top one, but then, like, they get caught for so long on top, so they're, like, choking each other yeah. But then they do another one on the outside over the barricade, but you see Jungle Boy's, like, Three, two, one, and jump. <laughs> yeah, Jung- Jungle Boy took some insane bumps in this match, though. Like, there was he a must dive have been sore the next well. day. Yeah. yeah. There was he, a dive really, in head first. Yeah, he, he really must have been sore the next day. I think, I think he, he's one of the ones that you can tell they've got big things for in mind. No, there's a, uh, there is a specific group for them. Eh? Jungle Boy, MGF, Darby Allen. Sammy. Sammy as well, yeah. Probably but, to a lesser degree, maybe Kip Sabian. Um I mean they could still build them up easily. Yeah. Um Yeah, there there's a there's a lot of guys. Ricky Starks as well, he's another one that, that really build them like really hot on recently. How old is um, Ricky Starks? He's not that old. Let me Google it. Um have you got anything else to add, to add about this match, Aaron? Well, eh, well, I like the little call-out where on BT a couple of days later, um, they're like arguing with each other. And then the Bucks are like, oh, real Canadian destroyer, yeah. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? You should do it, totally. And then like you, you obviously see that and you're like, oh, yeah. So that's why you just got like absolutely killed with that Canadian destroyer first. No reason whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, they, um, weren't they going on about Luchasaurus being unable to hit one? Yeah. But did he actually hit one on the show? I don't I think don't he hit, did. He got one hit on him. Yeah, yeah he took one. Yeah. From Matt, who was the guy that said he was going to give it to him. Yeah. yeah we go to the next match. You got the... 21-man Casino Battle Royale. They done I, it right this time. Yeah, I I struggle with the Casino Battle Royale because I think the, the entrances they did right this time, whereas the, the first time they just had like the suit and then the five come out at once, didn't they? Yeah. Um, but I, I still prefer just the normal Battle Royale. I don't really think... If if it isn't broken, don't try and fix it. It's like kind of like what TNA did with certain stuff where they try and like battle right. <laughs> yeah, and the King of the Mountain match was what came to mind for me, where it's a ladder match, but you hang the belt instead of take it down. Yeah, I and never, it, it's it, I never got that one. And it's like, well, battle royal just needs to be a battle royal. At the same time, five people coming out at once meant that there was more people in to do, and it felt quicker. And I don't think this this lasted much longer than fifteen minutes either. It wasn't a very long match. Um, there was a lot of people still in it until the end, but then as soon as Saito came in, almost killed himself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, that that derailed the match a bit. Um, yeah, there was a few other bits where like there was a few botches, and I was just like, it kept. And then there was the Darby Allen spot where it was like, well, that was brutal. Yeah, and and Cage missed the fucking body bag with those tacks, so 
Ricky Starks, yeah. I think it was, took like just a, just took a bump. I know it was Matt Seidel took a bump on tax after falling off the top rope. From Will um, Hobbs, I think it was as well. From Will Hobbs, yeah. who he was one of the highlights of the match for me, Will Hobbs, so he looked awesome. You got, was it not Final Six? Final Six you got? Yeah, and they, they had him yeah. kind of like hold his own with him, Brian Cage and Lance Archer. Exactly. Um, he looked like an absolute beast as well. Um, more of that, please. I really like Will Hobbs. Um, so I've got GR saying, if I could torque as, if I could torque over the top rope, I'd make myself some money. <laughs> did he make? Did he mistake torque for twerk? Or <laughs> probably, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Again, um, uh, yeah. The the other thing with this battle royal as well was the finish, which. First off, Eddie Kingston didn't go over the top rope. Well. He got put onto uh, the top rope, but he didn't go over it. Ah, so that's what happened. Okay, right. Yeah. I see. But then... Because he was fighting with Lance on the apron. And he kind of, like, Lance put him on the top rope to choke slam him off. But how did he end up on apron? He went under the rope. Ah, okay. Or he went through the ropes, I think. Yeah. In uh, fact, no, yeah. He went through the ropes to try and fight Matt Seidel off the apron, but he went through the middle rope and then Lance put him onto the top rope to choke Sam off, but it didn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, it looked good, though. I mean, and the right guy won, I think. Um, I had him. Yeah, obviously, me and Troy had our, in our predictions that Nick Aldis was going to shock the world. Um, shock the world. Didn't no, happen. No. Um, Nick Aldis just made my shit list. He didn't. I love Nick Aldis. <laughs> <laughs> he's on um, your shit list, man. Nah, he's not. He's a nice man. Bought me a beer once. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, Did you notice there was random fireworks too and Taz blames catering? Just... Yeah, <laughs> I did. I did like Taz on commentary for this match. Um, Taz needs to do more. more. Yeah, and I, I really like Taz. Does he still do dark? Him and Excalibur do dark. Um, right. Okay. And then he come. He comes out, doesn't he, for like to commentate for Ricky Starks and um, Brian Cage. Yeah. Fella, Brian Cage's match. Um, yeah, uh, Taz could do more. Taz, Taz should do more. He feels like he's being a bit wasted at the moment and he's better than JR. I love JR, but come on. So basically how it finishes anyway is the final four are Archer, Eddie Kingston, The Butcher and Matt Seidel. Seidel eliminates The Butcher with the head scissors over the top rope. Kingston runs over Seidel on the apron, eliminating him. Then Kingston's on the turn buckle, but Jake shows the snake. Shake bags it and Archer eliminates him winning. <laughs> I did la- I did laugh that Eddie Kingston was trying to boot the snake out of Jake's hand as well. I was I was told I was still trying to figure out like is that a snake in there though? Have they not well, learned the lesson? He didn't Jake's pull it out the bag. Yeah. He just kind of like opened the bag and was showing Eddie what was inside. I don't and think Eddie it was, like, ever meant so. No, I don't think it did. 
I mean, let's face it, if, if there was a real snake in there when he kicked it, it probably would have like come out and bit his leg. Oh, wow. <laughs> It'd be good ratings. <laughs> well, it would have added to um to oh. the oh, yeah. the horror show that was all out. The, the horror not show. To expl- uh, not to be confused with extreme rules. Um <laughs> and speaking of horror shows and rules, nice segue better. there. We've got the broken rules match of Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. Yeah. Guevara. Um, I will say this match started awesome. Yeah, it started out at the dugout of the field. Yeah, the field where the Jaguars would play. And Matt's just like, Sammy, where are you? And then just round the corner and just Sammy's rocking up in his golf cart. Didn't this have a video package before as well? It did. It was a really good package too. I, I was going to yeah. say, I remember it having a really good video package, but I couldn't remember if it was on the actual show or the pre-show. Um, if, but it felt, if you, again... If you literally just watched the package, like didn't have a clue what was going on, just watched the package, you'd be like, I'm fucking hyped. I'm going to see some shit. Tonight. Yeah, it felt, it felt <laughs> like a... It did feel yeah. like a grudge match considering they had like a six-week break between the feud. Um but yeah, it's it starts off with Sammy with the golf cart chasing Matt down, um, and then it all goes downhill from there, really, doesn't it? <laughs> I've got here that cherry picker spot. <laughs> yeah. So, so, for anyone who didn't see it, um, where have you been? First off, it's been all over social media. Yeah. Secondly, um, paper, yeah. yeah um, so basically, Matt and Sam here end, end up brawling. They fight to a cherry picker. Did, did he raise it, or is it just they're on top of it? No, no, they go on it, and then Sammy or one of them start to raise it anyway. It does yeah. get raised by one of them. And Matt goes to side effect. Sammy threw a table. Um, Sammy reverses it into a spear. Matt clears the table, lands head, well, not head first, but and back first on the concrete and smacks his head on the concrete. Um, this has been a, it's been a big source of controversy. Um, I made a joke about it earlier, but it, it's, it's a serious yeah. thing. <laughs> um, that obviously starts the whole debate of when should a match be stopped. Aubrey Edwards threw the X up three times. Yeah. They restarted the match after that. They didn't stop immediately until refs broke them up and then they started the match at about five minutes afterwards um, and just went straight to the finish of Matt climbing up scaffolding after Sammy after he couldn't walk unassisted moments earlier. Yeah, Matt so he slipped off as he was climbing it. Um, it was after this, hard after to watch. This. After his head hit the concrete, basically he'd be lying there for like a minute, so like not moving. Sammy picks him up. Matt pretends he's punching him. It's, they're picking each other up and Matt's constantly falling, so they give it up. Then they go to call it a no contest and commentary are like, well, you hate to see it, but sometimes it's got to happen. Yeah. And it's like, fair enough, fair play. He's actually fucked. Literally a minute later, just Matt running up the rampway at the side to batter Sammy. 
It's like, all right. So what is the point in doctors? Yeah, and I mean, they, they actually shown um, Matt's face after it, after they'd stopped it. And you can see he's, he's not there. His eyes no, are all over the place. Like, Sammy had to drag him through the rest of that, the finish. Obviously, yeah. I think they've missed a lot out to get the finish. Yeah. But um, it's... Yeah, it, it's one of them, like... Oh. Are you still there? I'm <laughs> there still here. Cool. Um, yeah, it's one of those things where the they should have stopped the match. Um, it was reckless to continue it, really. Uh, and Matt climbing up the like that thing, the scaffolding, to throw me up for the finish. You could see he was, str- he was struggling to keep his foot and getting up there, and it was like, well... Yeah, it took him a while to get up there, like... Don't... It, it's one thing... It's one thing carrying on the match if someone's got a concussion and you can see the struggle. And uh, I think of like the the women's TLC match last year where Kyrie Sane had a concussion and yeah. they managed to safely protect Kyrie but finish the match. Um, that was silly and they should have stopped the match or at least took Kyrie out of the match. This, to have Matt climbing something fucking high up it, it was just reckless and dangerous and it should never have happened. Um, AW kind of sends really statements and made it sound like Matt didn't have a concussion, blah, blah, blah. It, it doesn't matter. He still wasn't in any fit state to continue that match at that point in time. If if people at home can see that, then a doctor who's there who's actually talking to him should have gone, no. Or Tony Khan should have gone, no, just stop the match. The the doctor was there with him. And then Mm. he wouldn't give them the clear, but then Matt would, apparently Matt just went, look, I'm fine, I'm fine. But even when Matt was up shouting, Sammy, where are you? I want to delete you. He's still swaying about and trying to keep his feet. Yeah. It should have been called off. Yeah, it kind of... You've got the it dark affected side the rest of the match, the show as well. I think um, the crowd just went in, went into the show afterwards. Yeah. Um, You've also got the dark side of the web. They're like, "Oh, it's Keithabe. Oh, oh, storyline." Yeah. Well, when like, when we were on. watching, when we were watching it, we were like, straight away, we were like, "Fucking hell, that's a way." Uh, sorry, that's a, a shoot. Yeah. Like Matt's fucked. Stop the match. And then when he was kind of like walking down the aisle towards Sammy and Sammy just shot out the room and starts attacking him again, it was like, is, is, this, is this a work? And then as soon as you see see it again, it's like, no, it's definitely not. Like, there's no way it's a fuck. Like, he, he, if they decided to book that as, as excuse me, a CTL <laughs> angle, um, it, it's bad taste anyway with what with like all all we know about it. Um, especially because it's all a lot of people from that generation at Matson. Yes. Um, like, and a lot of people have died young from that generation because of the lack of understanding. Um. So I don't I don't think it was a work. I think I think it was no, just a 
bad judgment call on AEW's part, and hopefully we never see anything like that again. Yeah, but it's done. Yeah. Anyway, next one. Hikaru Shido versus Rosa, champion v champ for the AEW this thing. was fantastic. I loved um, it. I felt really bad that the, you could tell, as I say, the crowd were like dead for it because... Not even that they were not feeling it. I think it was more that they were ju- they thought they were about to see a man die. Um, so it, like you look at the rest of this card, and it's all really good matches. And I think the crowd didn't really get back into it until Cassidy and Jericho, and that was like the second to last match. Yeah. Um- so this. There's three big matches there where the crowd just aren't involved because yeah. they're still kind of reeling from that. Um, this this was a great match, though. Really, really hard-hitting and technical. Well, before we go on the match, so, Ken, we were talking about Ortiz's shoes. His soul. Shida has, like, a little slit like the Ninja Turtles in the middle. Yeah. They were great. Yeah. They um, were great. There's a sign that says "Holy Shida." Obviously, right? Obviously, there was a lot of Thunder Rosa signs as well. Thunder Rosa coming out so elegantly to her music, like just that, and turning around with her Thunder Rosa. It look, it looks like this isn't the end of Thunder Rosa in AEW either. No, I think she's staying. She said she wants a rematch. She's defending the NWA title. Yeah. On an episode of Dynamite in the future, um, but yeah, they, this was great. Like I, I could watch these two like wrestle like a trilogy happily, easily. Um, and I hope I do hope they go down that road. Even, even if it's like after she has lost the belt and she decides she's going to come after Thunder Rosa for the NWA title, I think that'd be cool. Um, yeah, this it was just awesome. It was really hard hitting. Um, again, the, we keep bringing up JR. This was one of the thick matches where <laughs> the, there was two things that JR said. There was one which was he was talking about with barbecue sauce for whatever fucking reason, and he said, <laughs> "Oh," and he went, "Oh," and the winner of this could get some some of JR's. But I, he didn't say barbecue I've sauce. Got- I was like. I think I'd like I think I'd like to give some JRs to the winner. Yeah. Is what he said. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like That doesn't sound right. <laughs> no. No, at least say it's fucking barbecue sauce you pay. I know. Just um, some JRs. Yeah, and then the other bit was um so during the match, um obviously she has been using the Falcon Arrow as like a semi finisher. Sometimes it puts people away, sometimes it doesn't. She hits Thunder Rosa with it. Thunder Rosa kicks out of one. And JR kind of like really undersold it. And it only took Excalibur going, oh, well, no, no one's kicked out of like she does a Falcon Arrow or no one, no one's yeah. kicked out of one. And it was like, well, if you do a little bit of research, you can kind of figure that out that that wasn't meant to be a bigger deal than it, than it was. Um, as much as the crowd were quiet, I think the commentary at times in this match hated a bit as well. Um, JR, there are two collarbones, aren't there? <laughs> <laughs> so 
some some of the stuff he was coming out with is just like Jesus Christ. And then like, he laughed. He laughed at Excalibur because he was like, "Well, if um, Thunder Rosa did win this match, she would be a free time. She would be a free a triple crown winner, not double champion." Yeah, but um, he's got the Tokyo Joshi Pro International Princess Championship. Yeah. I done a Google of this. You don't want to look at it. <laughs> I I remember seeing it on her Twitter because she won it the day before Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, um, talk about kiddies belts. <laughs> yeah, it's like a lot of the, like it's like a lot of the Joshi belts, isn't it? Though they just it's, it's, like, it's just Japan, really. It it literally it's yeah. it's designed to appeal for like an yeah. audience, uh, that audience and. It does. Um, yeah, the the big thing with that is that Thunder Rosa was the first. Um, I think she was the first Mexican woman to win it. I think she might have been the first person who wasn't Japanese to win it as well. Yeah, for, first Japanese because I don't know who they were before. And I couldn't mm. see anyone else that I knew. They were all Japanese names. Um, yeah, fun fact about Thunder Rosa as well uh, that I found out uh, recently was that WWE tried to sign her as a referee. As a referee? Yep. Wow. For the, for the May Young classic of all things as well. Wow. And she couldn't um, she couldn't make the tryout for whatever reason. It was either travel issues or she wasn't feeling well. Oh, okay. um, so she didn't go, but she was she would have ended up becoming a referee for WWE if she hadn't signed that. Which is very upsetting. Um, Imagine. <laughs> yeah. To be um, fair, I, yeah. I would know who she was until E dub, so Yeah, I'd when I started seeing her showing up in NWA, I'd heard about her. I hadn't seen her much of her work. I'd I'd seen bits um where like she was like on shows and stuff like that. because uh, she does a bit in Mexico as well, obviously. Um but I hadn't really seen a lot of her. Um, until NWA and she, that was when she was like really becoming a bigger name um, but yeah th- this this match was just great um, well they kept they kept Rosa strong too because on the finish on the finish pinfall basically she tries to get her arm up but because she's under the whole body of Shida she can't get yeah. it up like she does nudge it but it, yeah. she can't get it so it keeps even, her strong yeah, even like building up to like the finish, like Rosa looked like she was gonna win the whole thing. Like yeah. the whole match was was kind of Rosa is one step ahead of Sheeda. She Sheeda got all her kicks and things in, but it wasn't yeah. But it was it was yeah, this was a really good match. Um definitely the best women's match AEW's ever had, I think. I think that was safe to say. Um, hopefully, as I say, hopefully Rosa. She she done she done Rosa might I'd say might give an argument to it, but I I yeah I think this was the she done Rose she done Nyla Rose yeah yeah, yeah she she done and Rose was good and so was Rio and Rose yeah um, but. Yeah, I, I did like as well when uh, she went for like a chair spot where she was like the springboard off the chair. Yeah. And Rosa, Rosa like caught her before she could do it. 
that was awesome. Um, yeah, it was just as I say, like it was, it's one of those matches. Like, I, I kind it's your of enjoyed. Taste, really, it's your preference. Yeah, it I kind of enjoyed. Like, I enjoyed it that much that I didn't even really like take in how good it was until after the match. I went, that was fucking great. Yeah. Like Definitely. I couldn't, I couldn't even, I couldn't really process what had actually happened because it was that good, and it was, was it was really was watching it with the misses, and she just, she's not into the women in AEW at all. So I'm just sitting there like with a tin in my hand, just I'm really enjoying this actually. It's a good match, and she's just like yeah. no caring. It's just a preference thing, really. But yeah, it was a very good match. So. Yeah. Next one, Kip and Penelope announced they're getting married. They're, ha- they're having a live wedding on AEW. Who's the best man? And then Kip showing his dynamite. And then Kip showing his Twitch with this match has has been approved by AEW. <laughs> having a little dig it, there. <laughs> it, it felt it felt weird them taking a dig at WWE after the whole Matt Hardy thing, didn't it? I didn't really think about it that way, to be yeah. honest. But for me, I was like, yeah. you can't really do that when you've just had like someone nearly die on your fucking broadcast. <laughs> a former WWE mainstay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was funny though. I did enjoy it. Like I, I, I was laughing my ass off about it, but I was just at the same time like, yeah, it shouldn't really, shouldn't really be throwing that shit really. Good little bit. The payoff on Dynamite this week, um, which we'll be talking about at a later date, yep. was fucking great. So I was okay with that. Um, Next up that, is Dark Order versus I've got Team Cody. <laughs> Scorpio Sky, Matt Cardona, and the Natural Nightmares, yep. Dustin and QT. I still don't know how I feel about QT. He's so... He's a good wrestler, but he looks like he works in a bank. Yeah. Every time... (laughs) Every time, like, they kind of, like, do anything with him because they've kind of, like, flip-flopped him from, like, face to heel to face to heel so much like leading into this tag team I I don't know if I care about him I and think he's just part of he's a tag team with Dustin really that's it he he's does a lot of training doesn't he for the company he's a is he not a producer of sorts too yeah but um, he's got his own wrestling school as well uh, which is where well, when, the, lo- when lockdown first happened they were doing their Recordings from his school. From school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he um, trained there. Uh, Anna J, who uh, I've got to talk about her in this match. Well, Can we just get straight to that. Well, we just uh, go for it. She might get she it might out the way num- with. I've got two here. She might be number nine in your program, but she's number one in ours. I'm like, ah, uh, okay. It's a bit iffy. She's the could, one that JR is always like really weird around as well. Yeah. I must add. <laughs> could could Anna J have a wardrobe malfunction? Wishful thinking on my point. 
<laughs> JR, stop. You're having a bad night. <laughs> Fucking hell. Like, uh, you kind of just throw that out there. Times have changed. <laughs> yeah, and it was weird because like he, he put an apology out and he told everyone to lighten up and it was just a bad joke. And then he deleted it. And it was like... Yeah. And I'd, I'd, I, it's one of those things, I think, like, there was a meme floating around saying, you either retire as JR or you live long enough, you work long enough to become Jerry Lawler. And that's kind of how I felt with it. Yeah, yeah, okay. It was very, yeah. like, something like <laughs> King would have said in the Attitude Era. Oh. And it was just like, well, it's aged like milk from then, like, saying it in this... <laughs> Saying it in this day and age, it's like fucking hell. Like she, she's actually a really good wrestler. You don't need to be fucking going on about how you want to see a fall out of clothes because, <laughs> but believe it or not, I know AEW's got a shit women's division, but women are really good wrestlers. No, they they've always been good wrestlers, especially in AEW as well. Yes, Just, there's no story, there's no context. Hey, uh, so. It's an alright match. It's more of a placement match to hey, give everyone a break, really. It was very it was very much about the story going into the match, I think. Oh, um Team Cody, hi. Just I well that and also the the whole like the dark order, like trying to make Colt a better worker. Um get Colt some wins. And obviously uh... that played into the finish of the match massively. My my issue is with it is Scorpio Sky being there, even when they were celebrating at the end. Just he didn't want to be part of the team. Did, he, was he was there not, by like, yeah, he was there by circumstance because he wanted to win the TNT title. Why why would you want to be in that match when you could have been in a twenty one man battle royal, which would give you a world title shot if you won it? Especially because his teammates were in that as well. Exactly, it just seems stupid. Who, who would you put in in place of Sky? Or just have a three-on-three match as opposed to... Yeah, but I think, I think it was more they were trying to shoehorn Colts in to carry on that story. Yeah. Uh, who, who could... Brandon Cutler? No, because he's, he's a box more than anything. Yeah, true. Just get a fast massa in there. That's what you need. <laughs> <laughs> or just bring in fucking Brian Myers for a show well yeah Hawkins and Ryder why not yeah yeah, um, yeah. this was an okay match so I I did was, really like the finish I sort of made food going to watch this match but then I watched it again yeah. uh, for notes and it was alright I enjoyed it actually there was always something happening yeah, um, Uno, Uno and Grayson for me are like one of my favourite tag teams to watch in AW because there's so much stuff that, you do, that they do that you go, oh yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. And they, I don't think they get as much credit as they deserve. Like they, obviously because they de- from the beginning, yeah. They debuted a bit shitty um, and it's been like a long build to get the Dark Order to where they are now where they feel like a credible threat. But I I, 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 I love them. I think they've, they've improved so much recently. They have. Yeah. And 
the fact they've got an actual storyline now. Yeah. They're um, not just good wrestlers. Yeah, Stu, Stu Grayson for me is one of the like best kind of hidden gem guys on the roster. He's so good. Uh, some of the stuff he does is just mental. Um, yeah, the fi- so the finish for it um, to kind of like wrap a bow on this match. It was basically same thing as like all the Dark Order matches where Brody Lee basically beats the fuck out of somebody and just goes to Colt pin them, and Colt kind of got cocky because he's won a few matches now and he goes for like a frog splash and Dustin gets his feet up and then yeah. rolls Colt up and faces just stop everyone from getting in the ring. Dustin wins and then he cuts an emotional promo after the match backstage. Finds out he's going to be facing Brody Lee for the TNT title. His first, title, first televised title match in something like 20 years. Bless him. I don't. Did they not fight John Cena or something for the US title a couple of years back? Did he? He fought. He fought someone for the WWE title or some shit like that. The 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 the, the, the fact that I was taking that from was that other than the Royal Rumble, um, where like the title was on the line in the Rumble, that was his first. No, he had. He had he yeah, I won on Raw against Reigns or something, or Cena. Really? Yeah. Well, I, remem- I, rem- I, rem- I remember the meme of just, why the fuck is Goldberg getting... Goldberg? Why the fuck is Goldust getting a WWE title match? It's like someone's pressed simulation mode on the 2K games. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was nice. It is, is actual... Cause it, it, it was as if he found out then when we all did because of his reaction. Like, yeah. he was genuinely like, what? Um, that was awesome. Uh, love Dustin Rhodes. He's great. All right, so FTR versus Hangman and Kenny. Uh, before the match starts, Hangman wearing pants instead of briefs because it's pay-per-view. Why the fuck no? Tully wearing, boots that, Tully wearing boots that he last wore when he held a tag title. I didn't notice that. that uh, wasn't it. it was said, um, I think Excalibur or Tony said about the boots that he was wearing. Yeah. Uh, cool. Fans chanting this is awesome is basically the loudest they're going to get from here on out at the very beginning of the match. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then a little thing that I didn't realise is Due to FTR's contract, every tag match they have is like got the ring ropes on the corners. It's traditional tag rules. Traditional tag. I didn't know that. I was like, that's a nice little touch to their like gimmick. Yeah. Um, This this was awesome again. Um, Just some of the double team moves, like throwbacks to old moves that FTR were doing, like they did the. uh, Steiner's old finisher on the outside. Yeah. Um, they did. Uh, I can't even think what else he did. No. Did he do Doomsday Device? Uh, they done. Oh, they did the Bulldog stereo diving headbutts. Yeah. Um, um, you had um, Tully marking out for them doing a brain buster. Yeah. <laughs> 
it was like okay fair enough and the whole the whole like part like the whole thing of this match was Kenny and Hangman were kind of like a bit untrustworthy of each other very kind of like wary and it looked the whole time it looked like Hangman was going to turn on Kenny I thought did you? Uh, yeah like the way well, I like, seen not, it I just not, saw not they turn on, sorry not yeah. turn on Kenny more cost them like it was going to be uh, a Hangman mistake yeah then obviously um, they go for the their finisher where I can't remember the name of it um, oh Hangman I... misses the buckshot on both Kenny and uh, the member of FTR I think it was uh, Cash and then Kenny goes for the V-trigger hits Hangman Hangman's out and then FTR just work over his knee yeah. um, they go f- they hit two mine breaker spike pile drivers on Hangman and that's that's all she wrote new tag champs yeah, so then a lot. after the match, Kenny grabs a little desktop table. It literally looks like a desktop table. It's like a ring table. Wasn't it, yeah? Yeah. Drops it. Paige goes to cuddle Omega, but Omega moves out of the way and leaves him. Proceeds backstage, sees the Bucks. After everything we've done, that's it. That's what Kenny says. And then gets in the car, stating they need a clean break. And to go back to how it started. Oh, give me the cleaner Omega. That's what we want. I, I, I still think they're going to kind of like tease it a little bit longer with that. Um, the whole cleaner thing. Uh, I, I think it's going to be Kenny versus Hangman at um, full gear. I think that's it's still when, a while away, so they could easily. Well, I think that's when slowly. the cleaner. I think that's when the cleaner is going to show up. Uh, okay. Like. Like kind of like when um, Finn Balor first showing up as the demon in NXT, where he just entered as him, and everyone's like, "Oh fuck!" I think yeah. that's gonna be what Kenny does, where he comes out as the cleaner, and everyone's just stunned. Um, I I love the fact that like that at the end when Hangman's kind of going to hug Kenny, and he just falls, and Kenny moves out the way as well. That was just really, really nice touch, and also Kenny's like whole like ego of going. Going, oh, well, Hangman cost us the match. Yeah, it's all him. Aye. It Don't was great. Me. Did you see the thing that uh, FTR put on Instagram as well today? No, I don't think so. It was a picture of them and Tully. And it was like, what what came before and what comes after? And it was an ex, it, it had like a Bible verse, but it wasn't the full Bible verse. And the bit that they took out was, uh, I am Alpha and I am o- Omega. Oh, like a little tease that Kenny's going to be the other guy in the faction. That'd be awesome. I'd love that. Um, right, moving on, we've got the Mimosa Mayhem match. So they clarified in the rules. They made sure this worked. It was rules are pin, submission, or submerge the opponent. So don't just put a leg in. Don't just put an arm in. You've got to properly get them in there. It's like yeah. at least they. And then Jericho's promo before it, all this was an experiment. 14 weeks of an experiment. The fact that this has been going three months, it doesn't feel like it. No. No, not at all. The experiment is if Orange is a main eventer. Well, no, he's not because you were in the semi-main event. 
But <laughs> that being said, Orange Cassidy's come out of this a star. Oh, definitely. Easily. He, he, even on Dynamite this week, um, when he just had like a fucking five-minute match, he felt like a bigger deal than he did prior to this feud. And I think that's something that Jericho's really good at doing in the, in AEW. Like he did it with Jungle Boy, where he made him feel like a bigger deal than he is. He done it with Darby Allen. He's really good at making the guys around him feel more important than they are, just by having a match with them. And like all all things, I I said like last week when we were previewing the show that this was one of the matches where I thought it would be good, but I hated the stipulation, and I was very wrong. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. It was a really fun match. It didn't feel like it was all about the mimosa. It, obviously, it was centric around it. But, but Jericho like, was going for pins and submissions too. Yeah, but they were still going for like having a, a really good wrestling match first and then going for the mimosa. Um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was really good. Like I, I really got into this match. Um, the, the only bit that bothered me was they had plastic glasses and the trays holding the plastic glasses were like glass. Yeah. So like you would, it would just collapse in their hand like as soon as the glasses touched something. It was literally plastic, so it would bounce. And then I think there's Jericho putting orange through the table that the tray was on and you've mm. seen it smash. And I was like, come on, surely you would just have it the other way. Just sugar glass it. When when uh, <laughs> Orange when Orange got like that like scooped up the glass as well of orange juice when he was in the uh, lion tamer. Yeah. And it, it looked like the glass was gonna fall apart because it was wet. That was a bit like, oh what's this? But no, so they they did a really good job of integrating the mimosa vats around the ring. So there's one on either side of the ring. They did a really good job of integrating that without making it the match all about it. It wasn't just like a hog pin match where you're yeah. saying well, it. Yeah. It? Like you look at a lot of gimmick matches and it like a, ca- a casket match comes to mind for me where the whole match is get me opponent in the casket. Whereas this was, we're going to have a good match and then we might end up throwing one of them into the mimosa to lose the match. If I can get you in a weird situation, I'm going to put you in that vat. Yeah. Uh, and the finish is, itself was really good. That is literally what had happened, is basically they were fighting with each other on the turnbuckle, and Jericho lost his foot and got back up. Then Orange Cassidy would just like do a runner on the ring ropes, ring ropes, and then do his orange punch, which is a Superman punch. Mm-hmm. And then Jericho would just go, and just fall. The only issue I've got is, even though I don't know how you would fix it, is Jericho like holding on to the sides whilst he's apparently dead. Yeah. And the vat, like, you can't be dead and be holding on to keep yourself afloat. Did, did they establish how deep it was, though? No. So it could have been just like deep enough that he could have just landed like that and floated in it. 
But then I suppose he went. He was submerged, wasn't he? he? Went yeah. I was saying he had to fall into it, so I'd assume it would be right down to the bottom. Yeah. But yeah, there was there was still. It's one of those things. If they do it again, it'll be cool. Lesson learned. They would but, know what yeah. to do. If they did that match again, it would be cool. But I wouldn't be upset if I didn't see that match ever again. Like that stipulation. Yeah. But it, it was it was a fun match. It was it it. It served the purpose. It kind of like really like got the crowd hot for the main events, um, because everyone knew that knew that Jericho and Orange was a big deal. Um, but yeah, it, it was the as I say, it was really good, a lot better than I expected it was going to be. And um, I had I had a lot of people like texting me like pictures of it going, who don't watch AW and what the fuck, what's this? <laughs> and me having to go I thought it was fucking shit but no it was actually a really fun match uh, check yeah. it out um, yeah and then that led us into the main event of the night John uh, Moxley versus MJF I, I, I found this match pretty boring to be honest really? yeah I, I loved it I thought I thought MJF didn't look out of place as a main event guy. No, he do- he doesn't. I'll give him um, that. I, was- I I thought that the, the thing was, and it it seems the way with a lot of like the matches that they have John Moxley in, it's always a very sort of like slow methodical match compared to the fast paced stuff of the night. So, and it, it, think- it also it it's oh. it sort of follows the same like formula of. Wild brawl, someone starts bleeding, and then the match is like a bit more high stakes. And I've like, I mean, it wasn't any different from a John Moxley match you'd see in AW, other than his match that with Kenny. Is, that is why it feels boring. The Kenny was yeah. different, though. That is, I I wouldn't have been upset if MJF had won the title here. That no, being said, it was fifty-fifty all the way. Oh, yeah. That Could being said, I'm really looking forward to what you can do with Lance Archer because their match at Wrestle Kingdom this year was awesome. So, well, yeah, but they're acting like they've never competed against each other when they have, just not in AEW. But mm. that Wrestle Kingdom match was, I think, my favorite match of Wrestle Kingdom this year. It was fantastic. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, there was a lot of good talking points from this match. Obviously, the paradigm shift was banned, and we all knew he was going to hit it. The it biggest talking point, though, the biggest talking point was the kid trying to touch John Moxley when he comes out for his entrance. <laughs> Social distancing, pal. You literally got taken down. I, I love, I love the fact that John Moxley walks over, looks at the guy, and starts laughing, and just carries on. That's but just Mox, though, isn't it? Um, if you if you watch a video from the, from a different angle, from like it must be a fan or something. It was doing the, the guy rounds today. Yeah, sorry. You can see the guy like full pelt towards, him and he just gets swiped. By yeah, the he, 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 he barely gets off the steps, doesn't he? Of the bleachers. Yeah, and then he's pinned down. Um, yeah, uh, match itself. Anything that stands out for you? I know MJF spent a lot of the match like 
working blood, over Knox's arm, didn't he? Blood alley. <laughs> yeah. Um, Just, I don't know. So I he don't took know a, if it was a, he took a catapult or... to the ring post, wasn't he? Yeah. Catapult to the ring post. MJF uh, did a little Eddie Guerrero gig. Covered in blood. What, was it a blade also, job, though? Was it a blade job, though? I, I reckon it was a blade job. I'm I'm not saying it it's a hard like, way. I don't think it's a hard way, but I'm saying, was it, it a, blade like a blade job? Or... Yeah, it looked like a blade job. It, it wasn't as bad as Joey Janela's from Dynamite the week previous, where no. you saw Janela pulling the blade out before they cut camera. No, because he went under the rope. He went under the ring apron, but the camera went off him, so you couldn't see anything. That's mm. when he done it. Yeah. Um, and what was what was cool about that as well was, obviously, that happened relatively early into the match. Um, Moxley then, later in the match, was biting MJF's head. And then MJF was pissing blood after that. Um, what well, was COVID happening? He's just biting an open wind. <laughs> yeah, there's been that's that's one thing that I've kind of don't get me wrong. I enjoy having blood back in wrestling because it does serve a purpose. I don't necessarily agree with blading, but I think if it if it happens like hard way, it's yeah, it, it's one of those things. Like, don't stop the match like WWE have. Just let it fucking happen. Which WWE have got better with as well. To be fair. Um, well, let the fight and pride of the east side of Cincinnati dominate the match like he always does and just bust out the home. Yeah. Um, the finish of the match is that the referee's got his back turned. MJF kicks Moxley in the balls. Wardlow throws him his ring. He overthrows it. MJF turns around to pick it up. Can't find it. Mox is back on his feet as he's picking it up. Mox sees the ref's got his back turned. Paradigm shift, ref turned around, one, two, three. And then Mox screams into the camera, I am unstoppable. He doesn't paradigm shift, he just hits him with the ring. Mox? Yeah. yeah. No, Mox said the paradigm shift. Oh, did he? I didn't even notice. I watched it twice and I didn't even notice. The ref had his back turned. MJF's got the ring in his hand. And Mox paradigm shifts him. Oh, okay. And um, then the ref turns around and is like, oh, what's happened? And he just pins three. And Mox is still your AW champion. Um, do you think going into, obviously, the anniversary show, they're trying to make that feel like a pay-per-view and that's when we're getting Lance Archer and Mox. Do you think Archer stands a chance of taking that belt off Mox? He has a chance. He's like six foot eight. He's got a chance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do, do you think he's going to? Uh, but if Archer doesn't, who is going to beat Moxley? That's the issue. I I had um, the lads from Top Row pitched an idea to me. Um I might try I might try and see if Ben's about for our dynamite review because he'll he can or just pitch that well. Friday in general, get them on. Um that he thinks that Kenny is going to be the guy to take the belt off Mox because then it goes full circle from full gear. Imagine if we got a non-sanctioned match again. 
Oh. But then, but then oh. have Kenny. But that would mean having Kenny and Hangman not have a feud until Kenny's won the belt, and then Kenny loses the belt at Revolution to Hangman, which would be cool. Kenny wants nothing to do with Hangman, so it would make sense. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it would also explain why the winner of the Casino Battle Royals fighting for the world title before, like two weeks before the pay-per-view. Yeah. Oh. Um, so, yeah, that was our all-out review. Uh, what would you grade it out of 10? For all-out? Oh, no. After paybacks... Kerfuffle. <laughs> uh, Go on, give us your review, your mark. <laughs> oh. Three, three, three. <laughs> oh, need to show us Oh, he's here, back. Eh? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <what's the> <laughs> I just, I just heard you get into the, uh, to, to the last bit and uh, and deciding you, you ran in to give it out of ten. And, and oh. because I know how much Aaron loved payback. <laughs> what did they give payback? A three? What did they give SummerSlam? A six. You give SummerSlam a six. Oh. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a six as well. Okay. I'm going to give it eight. It um, wasn't great. The, the good stuff was absolutely amazing. The bad stuff was absolutely atrocious. It's getting I think that's a fair review. I'd probably give it a seven myself, um, purely because of a um, couple of matches. Obviously, Bucks and Jurassic Express, uh, FTR, Hangman and Kenny, Sheeda and Thunder Rosa, and um, the main event, Cassidy and Jericho was a fun match too. But yeah, as you say, the bad stuff really, really kind of weighed, the, weighed that rating down. Um, with so, like, so Matt big- Hardy... Basically, I didn't like the main event, so there's your one-off for me. There you go. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not a boy. Um, <laughs> yeah, funnily enough, um, Troy, your piss take predictions came more true than our predictions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Of course I did. Of course Fantastic. I did. Fantastic. I believe that is us wrapped up. Awesome. Thank you for checking out the podcast, guys. Um, we will be doing a Dynamite podcast at some point after this for that loaded episode of Dynamite this week. There's a lot of talking points. Like, share, subscribe, all that nonsense. And we'll see you later. Play with yourself. <laughs> <laughs>